Hey yo, let me holler at you for a minute. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? If you have, let me tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me break it down for you. Anchor has tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, come here, it's free. Don't let nobody know I told you that. So, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. Join us as we talk about wrestling, Kurt Brendan and Ron, oh yeah, my three amigos, wrestling fans giving you the deets, oh yeah. Good morning, Brandon. How you doing, man? All right, about yourself. How you doing, Ron? Pretty good, pretty good. You know, it's like I just sent Kurt the uh to join, so give me just one second here. All right. So um well, we'll get into it. I was about to ask what you thought about the show last night, but I guess we need to hold that until Kurt gets here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. Good morning, Dr. Ruth. Good morning. We're waiting on our, our co-host, Kurt, to join us before we get started. But uh, you're welcome to stay, and thank you for joining us. So, Dr. Ruth, um, let me ask this while we wait on uh, on our other co-host here. Um, are you a wrestling fan? Okay, all right. Um what would you say right now? What uh, what show would you say is your favorite? Uh, Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, and who's your favorite wrestler? Now, for those of you listening to the recording right now, um, Dr. Ruth, we're in the Spotify Live forum, and uh, Dr. Ruth has joined us in the uh, audience to listen to the show and we're waiting on our other co-host co-host Kurt uh, to get started but in the meantime just asking Dr. Ruth some questions and uh, Dr. Ruth if you stick around um, we may be able to invite you to uh, 
to come into the show and give your insight on some of the things we're talking about. Definitely would love to have some fan interaction. Okay, old school fan, growing up with three brothers. Okay, okay, definitely. Uh, myself and the uh, the other co-host that we're waiting on, Kurt, are old school fans as well. Uh, we grew up watching the old NWA territories, um, WCCW, uh, Continental, Mid-South, all those things. So definitely a, a older school fan. Some of the newer stuff, me personally, um, I'm not a huge fan of, but uh, but Brandon here is a little bit a uh, little bit younger than me, and he enjoys uh, more of the the modern stuff than myself and Kurt do. So um, yeah, yeah, you're definitely digging the fact that you're an old school fan. So that means you got to see some of the good stuff. <laughs> I mean, it is uh, three against one now. <laughs> Dr. Ruth, you you just you know made the odds even better in our favor uh, by uh, by being an old school fan, and um, so yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, now, being old school, uh, who would you say is your favorite wrestler from the old school crowd? <clears throat> you guys give me just a second i am trying to make sure because i know i sent kurt the invite i just rent to i just um reset the tune okay okay i'm gonna invite him once again so way on the other side of the united states he might have got his time screwed up or something you know what? I did forget about that. So yeah, you're you're right. You're right. So what we may do, uh, Brandon, what we may do since you and I are already here, go ahead and proceed with the show. And if Kurt joins us or is, if he's able to join us, um, we'll go ahead and, and bring him in. Um, and Brandon, if you're okay with this, invite Dr. Ruth on to... Uh, to discuss the shows with us and, and what we're going to talk about today. That's cool. Yeah, because definitely, um, definitely would love to have some fan interaction. So we'll give it, uh, we'll give it a couple more minutes here, waiting on Kurt, Dr. Ruth. So if you hang around for just a couple more minutes, we'd love to bring you on to discuss it with us. And as sexist as this may sound, and I hope it doesn't, Oh God. I would love to get oh the female God. perspective from, from wrestling because that's something, um, quite honestly, that we don't hear a lot of. Um, so I would definitely like to uh, like to bring you on. Okay, she, Yokozuna, Goldberg, Michaels. Yoko, Yokozuna. Yeah, Yoko was, Yoko was, was uh, I think Yoko was ahead of his time. Um, I agree. I think he was way ahead of his time. Unfortunately, um, he couldn't get his weight under control. But for a man that size to be able to do the things he did was still amazing. Did you watch that? Uh, they did that that icons on the WWE Network. I haven't and seen any. On or what are the? Yeah, they okay. have an episode on Yokozuna. You should check it out. Like it was really, it, it was cool, and I didn't know. I knew that he was having weight problems, but I didn't know it had gotten that bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, they had sent him. And like uh, he was very, he's like real stubborn about it. Yeah, that dude was dipping like like chicken in in mayonnaise and eating it. Man, I mean, it's just whew. like he was very stubborn about it, and I just found that interesting, and that's what ultimately you know led to his demise or whatever. So, yeah. Well, Brandon, we're about we're about eight minutes in on on this recording. So what I'm going to do now, uh, Dr. Ruth, I'm going to invite you on and we're just going to kind of run through um, the reviews for the shows uh, on Monday and Friday. This week, we are reviewing um, Raw and SmackDown, and we're also going to be talking about a few other things. So uh, without further ado, let me send Dr. Ruth an invite. Dr. Ruth, I sent you a uh, an invite to speak. Thank you. Okay, okay. Well, she says she's running a quick errand. That's cool. Well, feel free to stick around and listen while you while you handle your business. Okay, Brandon, you and I can go ahead and get started on the show, and um, hopefully, Kurt will be able to join us. Uh, we probably should have talked about that a little bit more last night with him being on the other side of the country. You <laughs> probably should have reminded you know him it's, it's going to be a little earlier for him than it is us. I've been, I've, you know, I've been in other time zones before and then I would set my alarm for something and then next thing you know, because, you know, our phone's synchronized to wherever time zone we're at now. So, yep. you know, I, yeah. Yeah, it didn't happen to me. It, it, I've been there before. <laughs> Man, let me tell you a fun yeah. story before we get started here. Um, when uh, we took our son on, um, me and my ex-wife took our son on the second cruise we went on, and um, uh-huh. he was hanging out with other teenagers on the ship. You know, they had uh, different things for like the teenagers and the kids to do um, apart from their parents. Well, he was out yeah. doing some of those things, and my ex-wife and I fell asleep in the cabin, and I woke up and I grabbed my cell phone, and you know, out in the ocean. Um, especially back then, like switching your, your phone over, you would get massive charges for like international shit. So I look at my phone and right. my phone, because it's still screwed up on time, says 5 a.m. or something like that. And my son's not not on his bed and I'm, I'm freaking out. I wake my ex-wife up, uh, wake my wife, my ex-wife up, if I can get all that out. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> She she hadn't heard of him or heard from him or whatever. So I go out now frantically searching, trying to figure out where he is, finally come back to, to the cabin. And he comes in a few minutes after that. And I'm like, where have you been? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, what? It's only like 11 o'clock. I'm like, oh, yeah, I knew that. Because <laughs> I completely forgot. <laughs> completely forgot. <laughs> that I wasn't on, I wasn't on Georgia time anymore. I was on some international time, yeah. <laughs> and and I, I haven't. Yeah. Oh man, so no, I, I haven't been international yet, but I'm sure that's that's going to be wild. Yeah, man. I I've been to uh, I've been to Mexico twice um, on a cruise, and I've been to the Bahamas once on a cruise. My my goal right now, and what I'm trying to do, 
is get to a point where I can get my son and I over to Japan to visit. That's the next big trip. Well, I say that's the next big trip. That is the next big trip. But um, in where the season starts turning from late winter to early spring, I plan on driving out to Texas to visit a couple of filming sites from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And being that we're we're coming up on Halloween or whatever, um, oh. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of my favorite horror movies. The original Halloween is my favorite. But uh, I watched a guy on YouTube. He went to the house for the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's now a restaurant that's part of a hotel that's right across the street. So my plan is to drive out to Texas, check that out, have lunch or, or something there at the uh, at the house, and then go and tour some of the other filming locations. Um, just something I've wanted to do for a long time, and I've put it off. I've said I'm going to do it forever, and I finally just made up my mind to go ahead and do it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of my favorite horror movies, too, the original. Oh yeah, man! That the, the OG was. Oh man! Yeah, that that movie to me, I was I when I first saw it, I was too young really to have been watching that movie. I don't even know, I, I can't remember exactly when I saw it or or at what age rather, but I know I was too young to be watching. But it had this sense mm-hmm. of realism to it, like it was just right. These teenagers out in the woods and being chased by a maniac and. I couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> now, I like... That's based on a true yeah, story, yeah. right? And part two... See, I like I like part one because it's got a, a edge of realism to it. Part two is funny. Um, it's, a, it's a comedy to me. It's not even a horror movie. It's a comedy. And uh, anything after part two and the abomination that they just put on Netflix a few months ago, uh, everything else is horrible to me. But the, the original... And part two, I kind of like. So, all right, let's go ahead and get started. We, uh, we're going to be reviewing Monday Night Raw from this past Monday. Uh, I believe that was, what, October the 11th. Um, so the, uh, the bloodline kicked off the show handling some business. And um, Brandon, I'm going to turn this over to you a little bit because I think you kind of called it with... Uh, with Sami Zayn being in the bloodline and um, you know, how you think that's going to go a few weeks back. So um, with this interaction they had on Monday night raw the other night, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. What, uh, where do you see this going with the, uh, with the bloodline and, and Sami Zayn? Um, I got it going one of two ways, either Either way, the uh, group is going to end it up. Well, first, let me say this. Do you remember when the nation had Owen Hart in it? Yes. This yes. is what this reminds me of, but it's a whole other dynamic. Um, I believe because Owen Hart didn't really get, like, he didn't really become the most popular member of the nation, the Rock was at the time. So, but mm-hmm. with Sami Zayn being a part of the bloodline, it's like I didn't expect for Sami to become probably the most popular guy because he's pretty much out, almost outshining Roman Reigns now. So I feel like what's going to happen is he's going to get bigger than the group, and then now the group has to kick him out. Same, almost kind of the same way Evolution kicked Randy Orton out because Randy Orton got bigger than the group. And yeah, so I feel so it's either going to go one of two ways, either 
Sami Zayn is going to end up challenging uh, Roman Reigns for the title. And I discussed yesterday how either they're going to have a tournament or it's going to be a number one contenders match for the uh, for the uh, undisputed championship because Roman Reigns is going to need an opponent, and Sami Zayn might mess around and win it. Maybe by accident, by hook or by crook or whatever, but he's going to win it and he's going to challenge Roman Reigns for the title. Uh, whether he's going to win the title or not, that's debatable. Um, but that's that's one way it could go. And then the other way it could go is they ended up they end up uh, kicking Sammy out of the group, or because as you can see right now, everybody's pretty everybody in the group is like Sammy's our boy, and they're um, kicking. I get them Usos mixed up all the time. Is it Jay? They, yeah, Jay, Jay. they put Jay like kind of back on the um they call it main event Jay now they putting him back on the kind of the back burner because he's a high head so it's already jealousy in the group and it's going to be dissension and eventually I feel like Sammy's going to end up being the odd man out and Kevin Owens is going to step in they're going to be a tag team again and then they're going to challenge the Usos for the undisputed tag titles and then they're going to win that could be in the way that they're building it now because they're building it slow. Which I, I love like that could way. be me too. They're building it slow because they can keep you coming back every week to see what's going to happen. I feel like that's going to be either one of those two ways is going to be a WrestleMania next year. Yeah, I um just like I mentioned last night when it, when we had our uh, our pregame talk. <laughs> um, yes, sir. I I definitely think that the option of Zayn winning some type of of number one contendership would would be the way to go that one sounds like the more interesting storyline to me um it's been done before right. i brought up the example of sting and the four horsemen and uh you bring up the the situation with with evolution which i'd forgotten about to be honest with you because um i remember being upset with how things went for randy orton after that um not that he's hurting by any chance of the or by any stretch of the imagination he's still with the company but I just think that right. after that happened, it was almost like, I don't know. I just don't think they followed up on it the right way. But anyway, getting back to this, um, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in seeing where they go with it. I would love the, the angle of having Sammy win some sort of number one contender match um, and Big Dog being like, you know, look, this is, this is family. This is the bloodline. We don't we don't turn against family and Sammy not because he hasn't been to the mountaintop so to speak him not wanting to give up that number one contendership, um, and yeah. I well, just, either that Roman's going to tell him to lay down. Yeah, yeah, or, you know, just lay down, and uh, that's an even better storyline, man. We need to sit down and talk about this, like book the whole damn match out one day. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is. Probably, I, I, you know, I don't mean to jump too far ahead, but I feel like this in the Judgment Day storyline with Dominic joining and turning on his dad and everything, I guess we'll get to that in a second and talk about SmackDown. I feel like those are two of the best storylines that go, go on to WWE right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think um, the, the slow build is key to all of this. Uh, not rushing it, not not giving it away for free, so to speak. I mean, everything's kind of free now with stuff being on, on the uh, WWE network. But yeah. I definitely enjoy the slow build to it, uh, the long-term planning they're putting into it, and the detail they're putting into it. Because it's it's making fans like us 
sit back and think, okay, where are they going with this? It's not just the you know, a group of people together, then somebody turns for no reason or somebody gets kicked out for no reason or whatever. They're actually putting some thought into this, this story. And we have been joined by none other than co-host Kurt. Kurt, welcome aboard, man. Welcome hey, aboard. We just went ahead and got started. Uh, we knew you'd be joining us, but we went ahead and got started. Yeah, I'm out here on the West Coast, and I got my uh, time. <laughs> yeah, we we figure. I forgot about it to be honest with you about you being out on the West Coast. Uh, Brandon mentioned it. <laughs> That's cool, man. No big deal. No big deal. Um, but what we we really just got started. We're talking about the opening segment for Monday Night Raw, where the uh, the Bloodline uh, talked. If you want to add to that, we kind of went through uh, the theories that that Brandon had, and it seems like we lost Brandon now. But uh, went through the uh, the thought process and ideas that Brandon had yesterday about how they're going to go um, with the storyline from there. So if you want to give any input, feel free. If, if not, we can move on to the first match. Okay. All right. Hopefully Brandon will join us. We actually had a guest in here that was interacting with us a little bit, uh, a young lady by the name of Dr. Ruth. Uh, she was an old school fan. Now, Kurt, this may make us feel old, but I asked her who were some of her old school favorites, and, and she gave the answers of Yokozuna, Goldberg, and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Which, no knock on any of those picks, because those are good picks. But uh, I think you you and I will agree, when we think old school, we're thinking, you know, Ted DiBiase, Dr. Death, Bob Armstrong. <laughs> but uh, first match up on Monday Night Raw was Joey Gargano uh, versus Austin Theory. Um, something interesting that I've noticed with Austin Theory um and by my own admission, I didn't watch a whole lot of the interaction with Austin Theory and Austin, Austin, Vince McMahon while uh, Vince was still around. But it seems like the new regime just doesn't have the same, I guess, feeling for Austin Theory as Vince did. So uh, it, yeah. Yeah, it just seems yeah, like they're like, cooling him off a lot. And uh, this match with Gorgano or Gargano was was no exception. You know, one of our favorite uh, podcast hosts has a a lot to say about Gargano in the negative aspect. I don't think he's a bad wrestler. I don't think he's bad, but I don't I don't see the appeal behind him either. Uh, Well, I mean, I guess that would depend on for for me. It would depend on how you look at it. he, right now, they don't have a whole lot of people to depend on. Um, so I guess they're, they're trying to build Gargano back up. Give me one second. Brandon just wanted us to add him back. <laughs> as as I've reminded everybody uh, several times now, this is quality shit right here. Uh, you won't get this type of uh, <laughs> of professionalism anywhere else, folks. So listen to it. Listen to us week in and week out. Wrestling with My Thoughts podcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on Spotify Live. Uh, good things are coming, and we're going to get better as we go along. So stick with us and watch us grow. But let us get back to the uh, to the match of Gargano and, and Theory. 
and Brandon's here and I invited him to speak. There he is. Welcome back, Brandon. <laughs> okay, I guess he's not going to see. Welcome back. But anyway, uh, Gargano and uh, and Theory Gargano wins the match. Um, again, it seems like they're cooling Austin Theory off and building Joey Gargano up. Um, I, the the only thing I can see that they could possibly be doing with Austin Theory, other than cooling him off, is is making it look like they're burying him only to have him come back and make that part of the storyline because he still has the, the money in the bank briefcase. So he's, he's going to actually successfully uh, turn that in at some point. So I think they're definitely still going to do something with him, but what are some of your, your no pun intended here? What are some of your theories behind, uh, behind why they're cooling him off, Brandon? Okay, can you yes, hear sir. me now? Okay, I don't know what in the world happened, but I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, I think at some point he still has the money in the bank briefcase, correct? Uh, what's my guy's name? Um, Austin Theory. Him and yeah. Garg- yeah. Okay, so he still has the briefcase. I think at some point, because I, I, I don't really understand why they have him on such a losing streak, but maybe... Just maybe he's going to come out of nowhere and cash that thing in, and we make maybe we'll see it. Maybe we'll see a payoff. I don't see that happening no time soon. As long as um, Roman has the championship, I don't feel like Austin Theory could beat him, at least not by itself. So, and I'm I'm gonna tell you what I think. I think they I think they're gonna put a storyline in to where somebody challenging for the, the right. Roman Bank briefcase, and they 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 win and get it off of him because it's not going to make. I'm sorry. I, I don't think they're gonna push him anymore. Not if Vince is gone. I don't think Triple H is gonna push him. Right, because it wouldn't make any sense for you. I think they said somebody said something about he's been on a seventeen match losing streak. So why? Oh so, wow! Yeah, seventeen. I didn't realize seven, it was that many. Seven, seventeen. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna set a storyline up to where somebody gonna challenge them for the money in the bank briefcase and they're gonna beat. Him. Yeah, yeah. I I can't think of any positive reason that they would be doing this because they're they're making the. Because traditionally, the Money in the Bank briefcase has been kind of like what the Intercontinental title used to be. It was the, the the elevation of that person to the next level on the roster. So um, yeah. with him being on this losing streak and the way they're using him, it just, for me at least, it just it doesn't make any sense. Um, I, I know why he was getting such a push before. That's because Vince had a, a you know, not meaning in a funny way, but had a thing for him. And maybe Triple H don't. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but I will say that suicide dive with the DDT that Gargano did, that looked good. <laughs> that looked good. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, moving on to the next match, Chad Gable versus Rey Mysterio. Um, Man, oh, I hate to say this, but over the years, I've become less and less interested in Rey Mysterio matches. And it's it's really not his fault. It's it's just it's age. He's not as explosive as he used to be, which is understandable because uh, again, age. But 
two, the matches that they're putting him in just haven't been interesting. Chad Gable has a huge upside being an amateur star. And um, I, I think he's good on the mic, but I think they've got him in a very, very stupid role right now with the shush thing. And um, I don't know, man, I, I don't like the whole thing with him and Otis as a team. Um, I, yeah, I don't either. And I think, cause he is good on the mic. He's a very good wrestler. Yeah. And I think you can push him sort of like they did Kurt Angle. Yeah. Every time I see him, he reminds me of Kurt Angle. I'm talking about just, it's almost like they, is the exact same person, just different names. But I definitely think you can push him yep. and get a lot of a lot of value out of him. Yep. Because I don't know, I'm not a fan of his, but I'm just looking at him on my dude. He, he's, he got a lot of talent. He has a lot of talent. You gotta yeah, remember right. when Kurt Angle, when Kurt Angle first came in, he was doing that comedy stuff too. So it's yeah. almost parallel. It's just Kurt wasn't in a ta- Kurt just wasn't in a tag team. No, and he's perfect, man. I, if they get him out of the thing with um, Otis and just put him by himself, and you got something with him. You got something with him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm okay with comedy stuff. Like that doesn't bother me. It's just that the, t- I guess the type of comedy stuff that they're doing with with Gable and, and Otis, I don't, I don't quite know how to explain it when I say it, it, it was different with angle and, and even with the world's greatest tag team of, of uh, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, it was, it was different. This is. You saw them going somewhere. You don't see Otis and yeah. Chad going anywhere, but you saw them going somewhere with Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas and um, Kurt Angle. You saw them going somewhere. And that was a very underrated faction, uh, yeah, too. All day. Very all day. underrated. Yes. And, and I think the, the difference, I just thought about it, I think the difference being that they really did something with uh, Benjamin and Haas, and they really did something with Angle. I don't see that same upward trajectory for Chad Gable, unfortunately. Um, and it's and it's not his fault. Like I say, I think he's good in the ring. I think he's good on the mic. I just think that he's a victim of bad booking. Yeah, I do as well, and I'm hoping somebody wake up and see what they have in him and start pushing it. Yeah, and Rey Mysterio wins the match. Now I know what they're building towards. Um, I don't like the father versus son storyline, um, not because I don't think it works, like I've heard some other people say, but I just don't see that 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 fire from Dominic or that disappointment from Ray. In, in a way that would make me interested in watching that. So I think the match with with Gable was just kind of a throwaway match just to further the storyline. And that's unfortunate for Gable because, like I said, I think he has a good upside. So Absolutely. Now we have next up um, the OC returns, and then we have Bailey versus Candice LeRae. Um I kind of tuned out of all this. Um, not to sound bad, but I, I like Bailey, but I wasn't interested in seeing Bailey versus Candice LeRae. Um, what did you guys think of this match? Uh, I didn't really pay too much attention either. I didn't see that. It wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing interesting to me. So. <laughs> yeah, and and that's not to be dismissive of, of women's know. wrestling. It's just because I think Bailey is great. No. I just don't oh, think oh, Candice LeRae is on that level yet. Um, 
Now, I, I specifically no. stepped over the OC return because I want to discuss that at length more so than I did the match. Um, I thought the way AJ coming out there saying what he said and doing what he did was a great way to bring back, well, now they're the OC now, but uh, the Good Brothers. Um, I definitely think that's a breath yeah. of fresh air for for AJ because for some reason they seem to have cooled down on AJ, which I, I don't get at all. Um, so what did you guys think about Doc and Gallows? Or, uh, damn it, Doc, Gallows and Anderson showing back up. I thought it was good how AJ said <laughs> I thought it was good how AJ um, set him up to come out, and like I trust, I don't trust nobody but family, which I knew they were coming once he said that. And I just think they, I yep. think WWE did a good job on bringing them back. They did a very good job on bringing them back. Yep. Yeah, we we talked about it last night, and there's another return we're going to get to in in uh, just a second because we didn't discuss it last week. Last week was my fault, folks. Um, I didn't let my brothers know. Uh, early enough that I wasn't going to be able to record last weekend, so we skipped the show. So we didn't cover the return that uh, that I think everybody in in wrestling was kind of expecting and anticipating. This one, maybe it's just because I didn't pay good attention. I didn't I didn't pay attention to the chatter on the internet or whatever. But I like this one kind of caught me, like shocked me a little bit because I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't expecting it. All right. Now, let's go on. Candice LeRae wins the match. Um, it was what it was. Like I said, I just don't think that I just don't think that she's on the level of Bailey right now. Um, do we really need to go over the Mrs. Birthday celebration and almost? Okay. No, no, um, but I did read, interesting no. note, I did read briefly that somehow Miz had some sort of uh, wardrobe malfunction during all of that. <laughs> I didn't see um, it. or maybe I didn't pay attention to it. I don't remember anything. I might have to go back and look because I don't remember anything just stand out. And then they did the um, the the twenty five year anniversary of DX. Um, well, before that, before that, we got Bobby Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins. Um, we we kind of talked about that last night. Um, our thoughts on it. And uh, Kurt, I'll let you go first on this uh, and how you felt about that match and how they went about it. I just didn't like how. Um, well, I understand they brought you bring Brock back. I understand that part, but I just don't like how they let him destroy Lashley the way he did. I, I didn't like that, and I still don't understand the, the push behind mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. I've never been a fan of Seth Rollins, and I don't, I don't, I don't see what everybody see, sees in. I don't get it. I just do not get it. What about what about you, Brandon? Um, I was kind of like I said last night. I kind of felt like if they were going to bring um, Brock back, either Brock should have contended for the U.S. title and set that up, or if you were going to have Bobby Lashley drop the title, which he did, have Brock come out and interfere in the match, or just have Bobby distracted just enough for Seth to get the upper hand and then get the win, and then you set up the program that way. I wasn't a fan. I'm cool, you know. I'm I'm, I'm cool with anytime Brock is in the company and participating. I'm cool with, it. but I just wasn't a fan of Brock coming out and then destroying Lashley before the match even got started, and then 
you know, Lashley getting letting his pride get in the way. And, you know, he gets talked into having the match and then losing the title. I wasn't a fan of that. I just wish it could have gone a little bit different. Yeah, I, I didn't understand the reason for it to happen at the beginning of the match. Um, if you're going to put Rollins over, to me, um, and I know it's cliche, I know it's overdone, but have some sort of referee bump, have Brock come out and clock Lashley without Lashley knowing and have Seth pin him that way. And I know that's, that's you know, it's been done a million times, but to, like you guys said, to destroy him to the level that they did and at the beginning of the match was just, that made no sense to me. If you're going to do it at the beginning of the match, then just call the match. Just say the match doesn't happen. Right. That, to me, has more intrigue than proceeding with the match to have Seth Rollins go over. Um, you beat Bobby Lashley down. He can't make the match, so Rollins wins by default or or whatever. Um, the way they did it, I just don't think was was the right thing to do for either one of them, Lashley or or Rollins. And, Kurt, to your point of uh, of not liking Seth Rollins, not seeing the hype, I don't either, but especially – in in this version of Seth Rollins, um, he's he's corny. Um, I, that's the only way I know to say it. And until he changes this version of who he is, I'm not gonna like it at all. So. Well, I don't have too much of an issue about this persona. I never. I mean, well, I ain't the biggest Seth Rollins fan in the world, but I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I just didn't. I just don't mind. Like I'm like that's that's his stick that's his stick so, but I I didn't feel like it was a reason to put a title on him now or whatever I think I felt like they just gave him the title just to give him the title I, I, you know. <laughs> next next up we got Matt Riddle versus Sami Zayn and this match made me mad because they beat Sami Zayn that that's why it made me mad but. At the same time, I think it's one of those one of those situations where WWE painted themselves into a corner because I don't I think Sami Zayn needed to go over in this match. Um, if for no other reason, he just needed to win a match because there is no storyline really between him and Riddle. He's in the way of Riddle getting the reins. But to have him go over in this match to me is the wrong way to get Riddle to reigns. Um put Sammy over in a, in a, in a heel cheating kind of way, you know, obviously you don't have to give him a clean victory over, uh, over Riddle. But another thing that makes me mad, like I just said that WWE consistently does this. And so does AEW. They paint themselves into a corner to where it, it doesn't do Sammy Zayn any favors to beat him right now. But with what you're trying to do with Matt Riddle, it doesn't do any favors to beat him either, unless it's a fucked finish. And I, I don't know. I, I was mad by this match. Um, I, I'm not the biggest Riddle fan anyway, but um, I, I just I, I thought the booking of this match, in in my opinion, was was terrible. I mean, I, I've never been a fan of Matt Riddle either, so I. Yeah, I, I don't get that. Like, I don't even I, remember. I didn't him understand very much. why they even had a match. I, I, 
I mean, I can understand why they had the match, but I just think the the booking of the match. I mean, with with the dissension that's going on in in the bloodline around Sammy, the obvious thing is they're going to be pissed at him for losing this match. That's the obvious way to go. The the less right. obvious way to go is have him win this match by cheating and him win over the bloodline, win over Jey Uso and like congratulate him or just have Jey Uso like everybody else congratulating Sammy and Jay just be like, yeah, whatever, man, you won another match. Okay. I still don't trust you. That's the less obvious way to go and the better build in my opinion. Because what they're doing now is just paint by numbers. Uh, let's see. Some match highlights. I didn't write anything down. No, I didn't write anything down for any sort of uh, any sort of highlights. Like I said, the match just just kind of made me mad. Um, now, what I what I started to bring up when we when we saw earlier DX backstage, twenty um, fifth reunion of DX or 25th year anniversary of DX. Um, this fell flat to me for two reasons. You don't have Billy Gunn. You don't have China. And Waltman wasn't Waltman. Um, and I don't know how else to explain that other than say it like that. Um, it just, I don't know, man. I, I just... It's, I don't want to say it's old and done with now, but these guys are are much older now, so the jokes aren't as funny. Am I the only one that feels that way? No, I agree. No, I agree. I I I agree. But the one thing I will say that, um, and this is just, I'm just glad he, you know, um, X-Pac, he looked looked healthy. He looked good. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, so glad he didn't got, right. got the, the, the demons out of his life, but he looked that's the one thing I did like that he I was like, you know, he looked good, he looks healthy, he looked happy. So I'm just glad he got himself together. Yeah, yeah, well, I, here, I, I feel I'm like happy, happy. I feel I'm happy for both him, uh, both Road Dog and X Park for the, for the very same reasons. Um, I do. Oh yeah, I forgot Road Dog was on drugs. I do think that um, it was a it was a nice gesture of Waltman to bring up China, because everybody else largely ignores her, um, and I don't know if that's because of the the way that him and Hunter or the way that her and Hunter split, or what she did after wrestling or what. But um, I did think that was a nice touch. I think, I think it's what she, I think it's what she did after wrestling. Yeah. And the thing about it is, um, we we um, just want to forget about China, what she did, but everybody just turns a blind eye to Paige on what she did. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I, just... I think China was. I think China had more value and brought more to wrestling than what Paige has done. Yeah, I agree. I don't think, but I think up to that point, I don't think we, anybody, I don't think we've ever seen anybody like China anyway. We didn't see anybody like China or was booked like China at all. Like you didn't see, I can't think of no woman that went up against men in the way it was actually legit for a hot second. 
you know, and and did what China did. Yeah. So China, China's definitely. China, I feel like China should be in the Hall of Fame on her own, on her own merit instead of because they inducted her with DX, and I kind of felt Absolutely. like she was robbed of Absolutely. opportunity. So. No, I, I totally yeah, agree. I think I think she gets a, a bad rap, um, mainly because I think the the stigma for WWE being a publicly traded company, the unfortunately for China, the thing that that holds her back from getting in the Hall of Fame, at least right now, I think is her doing porn. Um, but no, but but check this out though. Absolutely, Sunny. Absolutely. If China can't be in the Hall of Fame, how the hell does Sunny get in the Hall of Fame? If they were going to hold China, uh, I, well, China's in the Hall of Fame, but how is Sonny? You know in the hall, how is Sonny in the Hall of Fame? If we're, you, you know, know what, you bring up a very good point um, because I did forget about Sonny. I didn't forget that she was in the, the Hall of Fame, but I forgot about all the the controversy she had surrounding her. Um, it still does, you know, man. Yes, like I'm surprised they haven't announced that they removed her from the Hall of Fame for what she's dealing with right now. Um. But yeah, you bring up a good point. I think maybe, so maybe it's a it's a it's a accumulation, an accumulation of all those factors where it's her and Hunter's history, uh, you know, so her drug kidding. addiction, porn, and all but all I, of that. I, I think it, yeah, it has to be more personal now that you bring that up. But also, I think that it was because Vince was in charge now, but now he's not. I think maybe Hunter will put her in by herself. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I don't think any yeah. of us um, are big fans of the WWE Hall of Fame because it's all just a, but it's a it's a bunch of bullshit. So trash. <laughs> it is. That's that's trash right there. Now, um, we want to move over to, to SmackDown and do our quick review of SmackDown. Um, first match out of the gate is Kofi Kingston and Sami Zayn. Um, Sami Zayn in another high-profile match with another name that I don't think you should beat. Um, but at least Zayn won this one. Um, I, I don't, if anything, I would have had him go over on Riddle, lose to Kingston um, versus the the opposite of what they did. But at least he went over in this match. Um, what did you guys think about the match? Well, you know, he went over because Jay Uso went in and did a little drop kick and flipped him on back over. True. So it wasn't like he did it by himself. Um, I thought it was a good match. Um, I, I just I, every time Kofi get beat, I cringe because I'm like, I feel like we just should have got. It's a personal thing. But I feel like we should just got so much more, you know, out of that title run that he had. He should be a bigger player, but hey, it is what it is. But um, I think it furthered the the bloodline storyline with, you know, Jay like, Hey, y'all going to have to, y'all going to have to learn how to appreciate me. Cause y'all, y'all been letting this dude come in and pretty much, you know, outside the whole group and y'all just forgot about me. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much the one that's kind of like, I'm pretty much kind of like the group that's keeping this thing together. So, you know, despite what you think about me or whatever. So I feel like that just added more, it just added more fuel to the fire. They didn't give Jay Uso no credit at all. Everybody said, I didn't see you drop kick him. Uh, back to you know to help get Sammy to win, and Sammy walked around like he did it all by himself, and he said that. And I'm like, you technically <laughs> didn't. You had help because Kofi was getting ready to beat. Kofi was getting ready to beat you, but you know you needed that little extra push, and you got it. So you know, I mean, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see. I just, I, I, I just don't like to see Kofi get. I don't like to see Kofi get beat unless it makes sense. You know. So, but then, it, but then it was, it was, it was by yeah. crook this time, so it wasn't like he just lost flat out because he didn't. 
Yeah, and 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 with what uh, Jay did to help him with the match, looking back to the Matt Riddle match, that kind of helps link everything together. Now that I think about it, I re- really wasn't looking at it until I, you know, you broke it down yep. there. Um, he he lost to Matt Riddle with no interference, but beat Kofi Kingston because of interference. So that makes the Matt Riddle uh, win a, a little better pill for me to swallow, at least. I don't know about everybody else, but um, so that makes sense, you know, to, to kind of further build on the, the, the animosity that Jay has, uh, him losing the Riddle without interference, winning because of interference, specifically by Jay, and then Jay not getting any any kudos for for helping the family out for winning the match or whatever. So, okay, thank you for bridging that gap for me, uh, Brandon. <laughs> because now now well, that I think I, about I, it, it I, makes I, more I, sense. I, 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 yeah, I, I bridged the gap for myself. Because you remember earlier, I was like, I didn't see the point of them having that match anyway. But now that I think about it, I was like, okay, Jay's like, look, Sammy is good as y'all think he is. He need help. And then, but y'all gonna sit up here and act yeah. like he did it, man. And you know what? I'm, I'm on. Be honest with you, I'm on Jay's side on that. So, yeah, so, so it makes more sense now. Now I got to eat a little bit of crow. Now it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the, the funny thing is, I didn't think about it until you broke it down. Like the, the thought never even occurred I to me mean, watching these two I shows. Mean. And, and, and you know what? I didn't. I didn't really think about it. It's just I'm just literally going based off what I see. Literally, I didn't think about it either until I'm sitting up here talking, and I'm like, you know what? Well, bam, there it is. So that's that. Uh, well, you know, I that's that's my profession too. So it just come. It sometimes just flow natural a little bit. Okay. So next up, we got Braun Strowman versus uh, Brian Thomas and James Maverick. I have never been a big fan of Braun Strowman. Um, Y'all like anybody? <laughs> Y'all like anybody? Jesus like, Christ! I like you know what? I like Brian. You know because I don't like nobody, but I like I like Brian. I love really? Brian. I love yeah, Brian. I like him. I like him. I, I I can't get with him. I think to me, I make fun of his promos because I think to me, he sounds like Mister Snuffleupagus when he does his promos. Yeah. He's not good on the mic at all, but I like him. <laughs> he ain't got to be good on the mic. Everybody can't be good on the mic. He's a big That's monster. very true. That's why they need managers now. He's a big monster, and I, I like him. I really do. I didn't understand. He's probably one of the had. best. He's probably one of the best big men in the business right now. Yeah, I didn't like that. I, I didn't yeah. understand the match he had. I never. I still don't understand why they had that match with him and the guys he was were going against. I didn't understand any of that. I think the only thing they're doing is trying to get him over as that monster by beating two men. But in this, in this day, you, you really don't see squash matches like that. So like you just said, you don't understand. I think that's probably 99% of fans thoughts that they don't understand it. Why is he facing these two guys? Put him in the the ring against two people that we know. Right. Two people that we know that ain't got nothing to do right now. Right. Yeah, so I mean, I I mean, I don't have much to say about the match because it is what it is. It was a squash. I'm not a big fan of Braun Strowman. Um, I never have been. 
I, but I do enjoy it when he talks on the mic because I get to relive childhood and hear Mr. Stephanopoulos cut, <laughs> cut a wrestling promo. My name is Braun Strowman. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Big Bird. I don't know. Maybe that's just. <laughs> and man, oh man! Now I wish they would just give the man back his name, but at least he's back to LA Knight now. Uh, so yep. you got L.A. Knight versus Mansoor, I guess. Mansoor? I don't know how they say this. Mansoor. excuse me. Mansoor. <laughs> but, but this you whole thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know he was still in WWE. Yeah. This, this thing, this whole thing with this male modeling agency or whatever is such a waste of time. But I'm glad at least they got I'm calling him Eli Drake. At least they got Eli Drake out of it. Hopefully, Hunter will will use him to to the best of his abilities. I just wish he would. They and would. Use, and use his name. Use his name, man. Stop with all that. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, because I. Well, for here's the thing. Here's what's what's weird to me. The switch from L.A. Knight to whatever they were calling him in this in this little male modeling um, Max or Maxim or whatever. There was no explanation for that. Now going back to L.A. Night, it's like they're trying to explain what they never explained. And to me, that just, that shows wrestling fans that this is all bullshit. And, and don't get me wrong, I know we all know that, but still, man, I, it, it just, it kills everything for me. Um, did you guys have any thoughts on the match or you want to move on from that? <laughs> we can move on. I kind of figure. Um, next up, you got Shotzi, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, um, and Roxanne Perez versus Damage Control. Um, I like everybody in this match. Um, I didn't think the match was that great, but I like everybody in the match, and I like what they're doing with, <laughs> excuse me, with the storyline. Um, what do you guys think about the match, and how do you feel about everybody in the match? I thought it was good, and I do like damage control. Yeah, I, and I yeah, I agree with you on that. I I, I like everybody, but I like damage yeah, control. Yeah, I think there's like this. They they've got legs with damage control. Um, so I, I, yeah. I'm interested in yeah. to see where they go with this, and uh, I want to. I, I wouldn't mind seeing more of them. So, Absolutely, I yeah. agree. I don't have nothing. I must say, I don't have nothing. That's the A. I pretty much hit nail on the head. And and damage control gets the win, um, which I think was the right call. And like I said, I'm I'm interested in seeing what they do with them um, over the next several weeks. Let's see. Uh, then we got Hit Row versus Legato del Fantasma. Um, yeah, I I can't stand them. That Hit Row that I I don't get it. Hit Row. Is it a knockoff of Death Row Records? What, what are they trying to do? That's what that that's what that is. That actually originally that's what it was. Yeah, that they they suck. <laughs> and and they suck. To me, the only thing good about Legato del Fantasma is Zelina Vega. Yeah. And, that thing right there. And yeah. and here is where uh Malachi Black gives me hope. If Malachi Black can land a woman like Zelina Vega. 
I got hope. Boy, <laughs> that thing right there. Ooh wee. <laughs> Man, no, I'll tell you what's ooh wee. Uh, this is has nothing to do with, with SmackDown or whatever, and the person I'm about to mention isn't even involved in wrestling anymore. The ooh-wee to me is the man we're going to talk about in a little bit, his new wife, JoJo. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, don't get me started. No, no, jo- she, she used to be a, uh, she used to be the ring announcer. Oh, my, yeah, yeah. Okay. Little yeah. sugar. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The uh, hey man, the only the only live Raw uh, show that I've ever been to. Who she married? She was to still. She, she yeah. married to Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah. He, he he got that look. Bray Wyatt left his wife for her. Yeah, man. <laughs> <Two Wow. sword. laughs> the hey, only man. live the only <laughs> live Raw show that I've ever been to. She was still doing uh, ring announcing, and. Uh, they had the lights down on the ring, but still had the, the Titan Tron up. And all you could see was her silhouette. And I'm just like, well, to quote Brandon, ooh, wee. So, uh, fellas, we got, we've, got a, we've got somebody listening. I yeah. uh, want to welcome Lala to the, uh, to, the, to the show. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Lala, are you a wrestling fan? Um, chime in on the chat there if you don't mind. But... Uh, so we'll move on past this other match because I don't think any of us really um, <laughs> really care about that match. And then you go to the Fatal 4-Way, Ricochet versus Sheamus versus Rey Mysterio versus Solo Sokoa. Um, I'm not a big fan of 4-Way matches. Uh, I'm a fan of just about everybody in this match. Um, I... I I can't wait to see what they're going to do with Solo Sokoa. Uh, but, I mean, it's props to Sheamus for lasting as long as he has and never being being fired. Um, but the dude has changed personas in this company more than Big Show changed from, from heel to face. Um, what did you guys think about the match? I thought it was okay, but I've I've never been a fan of Sheamus. I never understood why they pushed him so hard when he first got there. I just didn't get it. I still don't get it now. I don't like the game they got him in with the the two dudes they got him with. I I can I can just live without him. Yeah, that's right. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. Wow. No, I'm just saying wow. I mean, I I, I don't hate Sheamus. Um, I, I don't hate him. I just don't. I just never understood <laughs> the hype behind him. I just didn't get it. Yeah, I think I'm like, what are, what are y'all seeing? I think the reason he's lasted so long is because he's he's the epitome of a team player. Um, and you might be right. You might be right. Yeah, he'll he'll do whatever's asked of him and doesn't kick up a whole lot of dust. I, I mean, come to think, of, have you ever heard of Sheamus having any sort of issues in WWE? So, no, I mean, no. I mean, you can say that about a lot of people, but not a lot of people just had his kind of tenure. And yeah, Ron, you might be right. You know, he he do he'll do whatever you ask him, and he might be a very good team player. You know, in the back, to where everybody you know well, they know they can trust him and believe in. Yeah, and if you give him the right opponent, he can put on some great matches because him and Gunther right now, I, I, I enjoy. I just, I just never understood. Yeah, I um, I, 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 
I don't just you know I, I think you know he, I think he has talent. Like, I'm not saying he has, does have any talent. I think he has talent. I just don't see the appeal behind. Yeah, I mean that that's why I mean everybody's got their opinion. I think, I, there's you heard me about the Matt Riddle match, and then I got took the task by Brandon and that. But, um, <laughs> but no, um, I, like, I, I like Ricochet, but I don't think that Ricochet has ever fit in in WWE. It, no, I agree because I agree. no matter yeah, he was around, in the- no matter what role they put him in, it just it's flat, and that's not because he can't go in the ring. It's just it, it he just doesn't fit in. I think he would fit in better with AEW. Provided AEW had more structure, I think there's definitely more structure and more stability in WWE. I just don't think he fits in with the way they do things. I don't. I think. I think he would fit in if they gave him a I, better um, storyline and platform to be with somebody because he had. He's very right. talented as well. I like him too, but I just don't think the match they put him in it just doesn't fit. I I feel like he should be in that. Uh, y'all remember that OG? X Division and TNA back in the day, like Absolutely. he would have been yeah. perfect. Yeah, him, him and uh, yeah. him, him and AJ Styles together and Chris Saban and all them, those matches would have been off the hook. So I just kind of feel like I, I'm not saying he's passes. I, I, I kind of wish that he was around back then. I put it that way. I feel like that would have been the perfect fit for him. Yeah, it would have. It would have. You're absolutely right. Now, for the man of the hour, in my opinion, something I'm very happy and very excited for with WWE, um, although he returned at the previous, I refuse to call it what they're calling it, but at the previous pay-per-view, because I'm old school, I'm not going to refer to it as a premium live event, that dumb shit, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, got, I don't know why that makes me so angry, but I hate it every time I hear it. <laughs> I really, I, I, I never pay any attention to it until we start recording because I didn't know they called it that. Yeah, and, and 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 Kurt, they don't call it necessarily just premium live events. They call it it's no longer PPV, it's PLE. And and I I listen to Road Dog's show, and because Road Dog is, with all due respect to Road Dog, he's a company man. When he talks about the the pay per views. He refers to them as premium live events. Um, stop it, man. Your family has a deep history in this business. Stop it. It's a pay-per-view. It's a, paper, it's a, it's a pay-per-view, man. It's, it's still a pay-per-view <laughs> because you're paying to, to subscribe to the WWE Network. So, damn it, it's still a pay-per-view. Nobody selling out $50 for it no more for Steve. <laughs> It's always gonna pay per view. All that. Who came up with this premium line? <laughs> hey, somebody, so, somebody from somebody from corporate. Somebody so, definitely from corporate. Yeah, damn that. It's always gonna be a pay per view. So we have the return of a man that I'm high on, um, Bray Wyatt. Um, Kurt and I discussed. Discussed. Wow. Kurt and I discussed this <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago before we ever uh, set forth the recording, before I ever met Brandon and all this stuff. So Kurt knows how I feel about Bray Wyatt. And for those of you who haven't heard me ever say it here before, I think that Bray Wyatt could be this generation's Undertaker. That's how much I think of Bray Wyatt. Um, I think he has the talent. Absolutely. I think he has the mic skills. 
And I think he has the presence to be that level of a of a attraction or superstar. Um, the problem that I had and where I fell off was the Fiend character and the whole Firefly Funhouse stuff, um, which if everything I read is correct, that's the entire reason he left WWE or one of the, the main reasons he left WWE because he had an idea of something of that nature, but it wasn't to be that comical. It was to be more creepy or whatever. And he didn't like what Vince did with his idea. Um, so turn it over to you guys. What did you think about uh, his return and how do you feel about Bray Wyatt as a, as a wrestler? I thought the return was good. I've never been a fan of Bray Wyatt, but I do agree with you on he could be this generation's um, undertaker. He, he very could be because he had the fans love him. I'm talking about he had him in his yes. hand. And how WWE screwed that up, I have no idea. Because mm-hmm. that firefly, that, that shit was stupid as hell. That was stupid was. as hell. I was very disappointed. But just him as a fiend and then the, the Wyatt family, they had they had something there. And how they screwed that up is I have Absolutely. no idea. Absolutely. They had they they had, they had a gold mine. The, I think gold I mine. think the first the first ish or first hints at a derailment of that train, so to speak, was the match with him and Randy Orton. Uh where they did the cinematic match out at the Wyatt family house or whatever. Um I think that was the first signs that, that WWE was gonna get this off the rails, and then next thing you know, um here comes the fiend. The one thing I will say about Bray Wyatt as the fiend, when he first showed back up as the fiend with that red sweater on or whatever hair pulled back, that's the first time I noticed how cut he was and, and how, how much he's changed in terms of his, his body image. And I, to go from, from Husky Harris to that um, props to him because I mean, he put in the work and, and the dude has the pedigree. I was, I was telling my son last night that he's got the pedigree. Um, You know, black Jack Mulligan, his grandfather, uh, uh, Barry and Kendall Wyndham is his uncles at Mike Rotunda is his dad. And then I looked at my son I said, and you don't know who a single one of those are, do you? He was like, Nope. But I'm like, he's he's got the pedigree. Now, I'm talking about he got he got talent all day. The talent is in him. He has it. It's in his family. You know, all of them were very good wrestlers. So he has it. So I was listening to Jim Ross um, podcast earlier this week. And Jim was like, you know, Jim agreed on how they did a good job bringing him back. But he also said, if you if you're not going to uh, have him win at WrestleMania, I wouldn't put, put him in WrestleMania. And I, I agree with that. I'm not gonna put him over at WrestleMania. Don't even have him on the card. Yep. Because you got to build him up for something, and don't just build, bring him to the lose. I wouldn't do that at all. Yeah, I think I don't know how they get. Him, I don't know uh, how to get him in a storyline with Roman Reigns to be to go for the title right now, or even who you, who he goes against right now. Well, um, I, I agree with Jim on that. If you're not gonna put him in, put him over at WrestleMania, they just don't have him on the card at all. I think it will eventually lead to that because, I mean... Because what Jim was saying is, Jim was like, I would bring him back at the Royal Rumble, let him win the Royal Rumble, and then let him challenge um, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And I was like, you know, that's a, that's a good yeah. idea. 
Yeah, because you you can't go back to to Reigns and Lesnar again. No, no like no, that that match that. should never nobody happen again, again ever. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Um, for for me, it was a it was, and maybe it's because of how um how much I like the guy, but it, it that promo just felt different. Like there's very few promos now that get me hyped or to give me chill bumps or to give me a good feeling or whatever, because promos just a lot of guys aren't good on the mic, but this one was just different, man. Um, He told the crowd that they're the reason he's alive um, because I do know that he was going through a serious depression at that time too. Um, But talking about losing his confidence, losing his career, um, he talked about losing um, Luke Harper. Uh, it was just, it was different, but it still stayed within the realm of the creepiness that is Bray Wyatt. And with them going off the air using his new logo, I think that's a sign that that they're that the new regime is behind this dude and and doing it the right way. So we'll we'll see what comes of that. Um, I, I, like I say, I'm overly hyped that he's back. Um, I was part of me was hoping that he would go to AEW. Um, I'm glad he didn't for the reasons that because I think he would have had the 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 freedom Why to do say, what he wanted that, to do as Bray Wyatt. The for, unfortunate thing is he wouldn't have been able to use the Bray Wyatt name, so it wouldn't have had that same effect. But that's the only reason I say I, w- I was kind of wishing he would go to AEW because he would have he would have the freedom to to do what it is he wanted to do with that character. Um, I'm but I'm glad he came. But do, just just knowing how we know Tony Khan is, do you really think he would have freedom? Say that AEW? again. I said just knowing how we know how Tony Khan books, do you really think he would have freedom in AEW? It, it, and therein lies the question for me. Um, I agree with you on that, but which is why I was about to say that I am glad he went back to WWE because he does have that structure. Um, I do think with the new people in charge that he'll also have more, I hate to say this term because it's overused, but more creative freedom. Um, so don't misunderstand me. I, I wanted to see, I wanted to see Bray Wyatt. I just didn't want to see the fiend. I guess that's my bottom line. I, I I didn't want to see him come back as the fiend. I didn't want to see anything uh, fiend related. And uh, I'm just glad the guy's back. I'm glad he got his his life turned around. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think he has a lot of value. And I think I really think they're gonna use him the right way um, with him with him coming yeah, back. Yeah. And uh, like I said, it, yep. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah. If 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 Bray Wyatt, look, I'm I'm secure enough within within myself as a man to say I'm not saying Bray Wyatt's an ugly dude, but I am saying if Bray Wyatt can pull a woman like JoJo, there's hope for me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just need to grow about six more inches and and. Uh... <laughs> I've, never been, yeah, I've, I've never been a fan of Bray Wyatt, but I I definitely can understand. How people are fans of him and the hype behind him, I can see it. You know the appeal. You know I yeah. see that, but I, you know, I, I was never huge on him. But I do see how people can um, be a fan of his and you know want to support. Him. Yeah, 
Yeah. As a as a person that is a very big Undertaker fan, I do feel like he is the Undertaker of our generation, all the way down to the entrance and everything. So I'm very very excited to see what comes next. I hope they do not butcher this again. Um, because I feel like just like with Kobe, I'm like it's, it's certain guys. I feel like we could have gotten a whole lot more out of, and then just hopefully you know this this time around, hopefully we'll. Hopefully, we just hopefully they just do right by their character, man. And that's an all-time character you're dealing with right here. So, yeah, it, absolutely, yeah. I agree. And I and agree. I think and to to wrap it up for the SmackDown thing, um, and to talk about Bray Wyatt, uh, I think part of the build to to get to to Reigns versus Bray Wyatt is Wyatt coming Wyatt coming back grabs all of the fans' attention. Big Dog wants to be acknowledged. Big Dog doesn't get acknowledged because everybody's focusing on Bray Wyatt. Big Dog wants to to bitch about that a little bit. And from there, you jump off with Bray playing mind games with him. Um, that's just, you know, off the top of my head, something that I'm thinking they could do. Uh, but I, I'm definitely, definitely interested in seeing what they do with him. And I am absolutely happy that he's back in wrestling. So. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Hopefully, they, hopefully. hopefully. They this up. Um, I will say this. Um, like you said at the at the top of you joining, Kurt. Um, I truthfully haven't seen a huge difference between uh, Raw under Vincent Man versus Raw under Triple H. Um, I've seen the little differences, like people getting their first names back, and and you know some some new talent or not new talent, but talent coming back or whatever. I've seen those changes, but. Overall, um, and I know this isn't going to change, but three hours is just too much for a TV show. Um, it, it's too much time. It drags. Um, but I, I do think that what Triple H is doing is setting himself up, maybe not for immediate change and success, but success as they go on. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, we got, uh, another person joining the show, listening, uh, a dubs, a dubs. Thank you for joining, listening. Thank you for the support. We are here. Ev- we are here every Saturday morning. Uh, we start at nine and we go until we're done. Um, normally about an hour, hour and a half or whatever. So please spread the word. Our podcast is available on all major pa- podcast platforms, uh, Spotify anchor, uh, every, every podcast platforms out there. Uh, the back catalog is there from the show I was doing before uh, Kurt and Brandon and myself joined forces to actually focus on wrestling. So thank you for tuning in. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, A-Dubs, chime in and let us know um, if you are a wrestling fan and who are some of your favorites. Uh, Brandon, Kurt, let's talk about this uh, to wrap up the show, I guess. Let's talk about a couple of things AEW related. Uh, would like to talk about first and foremost um, I want to wrap up the show talking about Andrade and Sammy Guevara so I want to hold that off for last if that's okay with you two Um, what I want to talk about is something we all discussed last night in our in our pregame talk um, about AEW talent relations Uh, we keep hearing reports that there's there's dissension behind the, the scenes at AEW Everybody and their brother knows about what happened with CM Punk and the Bucks and Omega. Now you're hearing about Andrade and uh, Sammy Guevara. 
somebody needs to get a grip on what's going on behind the scenes at AEW because it sounds like, and none of us have inside knowledge, but it sounds like they got a lot of major issues going on. They do. So right now, what I've what I've been just hearing and reading is is some lawsuits coming. They have a bunch of lawyers involved. Not sure who's suing who or what's going to happen, but it's a, a lot of turmoil going on. And I know Tony Shivani has been basically put in that role, but I don't know if Tony is stern enough to discipline the wrestlers there to make them get in line on what they should be doing. And Jim Russell asked a question last week on his show, like, Jim, if Tony Khan came to you, would you do it? He said, I don't want to do it, but if he came to me and asked me, I would do it just to be a team player. Yeah. He said, yeah, I, I, said, I agree with I you. Said, I don't... I'll be 71 this year. He said, I've been through that, and he said, I don't want to do it again. But if, if Tony Khan came to me and asked me, he said, I definitely would do it just, just to be a team player. I can see Jim Ross doing that in an advisory role, especially – because he has a very long history of dealing with talent relations, so he knows how to get them. He knows how to get them boys together. And the thing that I love about Jim Ross is that he's Absolutely. very honest. He's very blunt. So you might not like what he got to say all the time, but he always go. He gonna steer you in the right direction. And he and he, yes. he has no problem with letting. He don't have no problem with letting anybody go. Or saying, "Hey, boss, this is what we need to do." He ain't got no problem doing that because he always he does what's best for business. It's never personal with him. Yeah, I, I I agree with what Kurt said. I don't know that that Tony Schiavone has. I'm not I'm not going to say uh, a backbone. I think he does have a backbone, but I think he's more interested. No, no, I'm not. I, I don't think he's stern. He, I think he has a backbone. I just don't think he's stern enough. Well, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, my my fault. I didn't mean right. to, I didn't mean to put words in your mouth, but um, but that's what I was referring to being stern enough. So forgive me for that. But um, I just think he's more interested in. The wrestlers, and I don't know if this will make sense, but the wrestlers being happy than the wrestlers being good, if that makes sense. That makes that makes where I think where I think to back up what Brandon said, I think. Well, you said it too, but um, I think what Jr. will do will make the wrestlers good, and in turn, making them good will make them happy. Right. And which I think could completely turn around the entire uh, locker room. Um, I still think there's the issue to to be addressed of having active wrestlers as active EVPs. Um, I think Tony needs to either um, buy them out of that role um, or tell them or, or tell them that they can't be talent and EVPs that they need to make a choice. Uh, because it's a huge, in my opinion, it's a huge conflict of interest. And this goes back to, shit, the days of Dusty Rhodes. It, it, the difference is Dusty knew how to book. So Dusty knew how to do the good shit while getting himself over at the same time. But you can go back to Dusty Rhodes. It's always a, a conflict of interest whenever you have an active wrestler in a position of authority on your roster. Wasn't it like that in the AWA too with Byron Gagne? Yeah. 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 So I never, that's something I just never really agree. I'm like, why would you run the company and then wrestle? Because it's almost as if, hey, no way. I'm sorry. If I'm running a wrestling company and I'm still an active wrestler, there's no way I'm not going to be champion. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you get and, what I'm saying? Just, 
And that's essentially what Berengarnia did. You know, um, he's kept people a long time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, that, but that's the one thing I do. So, I think Nick Buckwinkle took over something, yeah. So, I mean, but so that, fast that's one thing I do tip my hat on on Dusty Rose and Cody. Cody could have put the title on him himself to be the first AEW champion easily, but he never did. He, that. Didn't. he never even went, he sure did. He, he never even wrestled but, for the AEW title. So, yeah, I, but, I do commend him for never doing that. And maybe he learned from his father, like, you know, I saw my daddy put himself over. Way too much back in the day, so I, I would never do that now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, now to, uh, to, to to to, and even when Dusty did it, Dusty only had the title a couple of days or maybe a month here and there, but he never had a long term run. Right, because, because right. he knew it wasn't about him or the longevity. Like you know, Rick was the man, and you right. got and, and but but then you had guys like. Tully Blanchard for, uh, you know, a name, a huge name to Crockett at the time, um, who would make statements like, you know, what what happened tonight? Dusty put Dusty over. And now I realize I, I, I say you know, that. In, in those statements, I, I, agree with, I agree with Tully back then. Because, you know, when when Dusty won, won that um, battle royal, they didn't put it on, they didn't get Lex Luger win. I was like, what are we doing? I was like, that was stupid. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and now, I, to some, Dusty Dusty may be the exception to the rule. I'm just using Dusty as an example of someone that did good business while still being the booker. Even then, it was a conflict of interest because there were times he put himself in a position that should have been given to other talent. No, I totally um, agree. And, and I love Dusty, so that's no disrespect to Dusty. That's just the fact. Well, that's that's my one of my favorite wrestlers, but it, that that is true. That's a true statement. Yeah. So you know, I just think that that having active wrestlers as EVPs um, sounds like a good idea because at the at the onset, AEW wanted to be or purported to be at least a wrestling company for wrestlers by wrestlers. So the idea of having wrestlers active wrestlers as EVPs was a good idea in theory, but I think what we're seeing over the course of three years, that it's a bad idea in practice. Um, I, I don't have any inside knowledge of what has gone on in AEW, but you cannot convince me that there's a reason that um, FTR is rarely seen on te- television as a tag team and that they don't have meaningful tag team titles. And they're like probably the best tag team in the world right now. Right. I don't see nobody else that's topping them right. Like, it's up there. And I'm like, for the company that you work for, how do you not have their tag team championship? Yeah, exactly. And And those are things, I think, that come along with having tag team wrestlers who think that they are the best thing since forever as a tag team in the Young Bucks as EVPs. Because now you've got what I think eventually, I actually think FTR is going to end up going back to WWE some kind of way. Um, because they left w or wanted to get out of WWE for pretty much, maybe not the same reason, but similar reasons of what's going on in AEW right now. So it's like they got out of one bad situation and jumped into another. 
Yeah, it, it wasn't bad initially, but as time has gone on, I think over the course of three years, you've seen the deterioration of what AEW set out to be and what they have become. Because right now, um, there's a shit ton of reports going on that there is nothing but dysfunction backstage, nothing but unhappy wrestlers backstage. Now, none of the three of us are uh, A-dubs or Lala. If if you guys have any inside knowledge, chime in. But I don't think any of us here have inside knowledge of what's going on, so we have to go on hearsay. But I think even though we don't have inside knowledge, I think some of this stuff is coming to fruition on the screen every Wednesday and every Friday night. Their, their product is, their booking is all over the place. Um, the matches aren't very good. They're given, they're giving prominent time to people that, in my opinion, don't need prominent time, at least not right now. Um, yeah. So I, prime, I, example, prime example is they had the butcher and the blade on going against, I don't even know who they was wrestling, but I was like, where's the storyline behind this? And who, and they never, it's been almost three years now, never explained who the hell the butcher and the blade are. Yes. Who the fuck are they? Who, that, that's, that's one of my biggest problems with AEW. These people, they, they put out the press release. So-and-so is, is all elite. They show up on the show. Now, if it's, if it's the Hardys, of course we know who the Hardys are. We need no explanation. But Butcher and Blade show up? How many of us are, are following the indies like that to know who the Butcher and Blade are? And I'm not saying they haven't made a name for themselves on the indies. Even when they, maybe they have. Maybe they have, but who the fuck are they? they were right. But when you're introducing... When out, the first time they came out, um, yeah, we, Jim Ross was like the Butcher and the Blade, and, and, and then Tony was like, well, who are they? <laughs> right. When you're introducing these guys to a nationwide national audience, you need to give the fans some background. They, if for, for as much as I hate the guy, they have yet to do that with Orange Cassidy either. Yep. Who is this guy? Why does he wrestle like this? Why does he do this? Why does he do that? Give us some background. That's one thing, yet again, that WWE does better than anybody they give you vignettes leading up to when the person debuts. So you get an idea of who they are and what they're about. And the first person that comes to mind, and this is old school. The first person that comes to mind is Mr. Perfect in WWF. We saw vignettes of that man. What? Six months before he ever debuted. Showing us how much better he was than us at everything. Yeah. So I, I agree, Kurt. I, I definitely think they need to 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 do a better job, much better job at explaining who people are, why they're there, and introduce a lot of if you want to get new talent over, like Orange Cassidy or like Aussie Open or like uh the acclaimed. Explain who these people are. Like event uh JR has said it a million times, they provide the lyrics to the music that the wrestlers are writing in the ring. So part of that lyric should be, or part of those lyrics should be telling us who these people are. I know nothing about Aussie Open except Will Ospreay. Or, well, Aussie Open is the tag team. I'm talking about that whole little click there. The only one I know of them is Will Ospreay. 
but I barely know him. Right. So yeah, I, I definitely to to bring it back to the topic at hand. Um, AEW needs to put someone in an authoritative position who knows what they're doing as talent relations to to get some of this under control because Tony can run a a, 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 a soccer team. Tony can help run a football team, but Tony's never ran a wrestling organization. And the smart thing to do as an owner, if I own the Atlanta Hawks, I'm going to hire basketball people who know the basketball business to do that for me. I'm still, I may have input on some things. I may want to have a hands-on approach in terms of, of sitting in on certain meetings or whatever, but I'm going to allow my basketball experienced general manager make those decisions. And I'm going to rely on him to give me the information to say yay or nay, whether we move forward or something. I think what we see now is Tony Khan wants control of everything. And it's not that he's this vicious dictator and that he's just marching around, keeping everybody on edge, but it's that he doesn't know what he's doing. At least that's what I see. So yeah, we'll see. But uh, we're running up on the one hour and 30 minute mark. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, the situation behind uh, the fight between Andrade and Sammy Guevara. Um, TMZ, let's see, I'm going to read this quick TMZ article uh, titled Sammy Guevara and Andrade, AEW stars and backstage fight punches allegedly thrown. Uh, And it doesn't have the... Yeah, it doesn't have the the author's name here, so forgive me, but it is a, a, a TMZ article uh, dated 10-5-2022. Uh, let's get down here. AEW star Sammy Guevara and Andrade were involved in a backstage alter- altercation, sources tell TMZ Sports, and Andrade has been sent home. We're told the incident happened backstage at, AEW, at an AEW Dynamite show at the Entertainment and Sports Arena in Washington, D.C., Wednesday night. Sources tell us words were exchanged and then things turned physical. Sammy Sammy allegedly pushed Andrade and punches were thrown, according to sources. It's It's unclear if anyone was hit. Our sources are adamant the altercation was not part of an AEW storyline. As of as for the reason of the fight, the guys have been in an intense beef that spilled over on social media. On Tuesday, the wrestlers went back and forth on Twitter. Other sources say several wrestlers are pissed at Sammy for publicly airing personal and private issues, and things just boiled over at the arena. Uh, Andrade has posted somewhat of a cryptic message to social media, uh, and then they got a clip of his his tweet that says respect me or I'll respect you. Oh, and I'll respect you. Um, So they reached out to AEW for a comment, but they haven't got a response. Um, You guys have seen the tweets and you've heard the stories. Uh, I'll say that this is the second incident, major incident. Actually, I'll say a third. Um, One, not involving other talent, but this is the third major incident you've had with Sammy Guevara now two of which have led to physical um, altercations with other wrestlers. Do you think that Sammy's the problem? 
Um, I do. I do. This has happened more than once. I, I think Sammy thinks he's better. I think Sammy thinks he's better than what he is, and I, I don't see the talent behind him either. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, it's, it's, and I, and I see, and I think, and I was listening to Conan's show as well earlier this weekend. Conan made a good point, like maybe Andrade just wants to leave and go back to WWE where he had a good run in NXT because Hunter, you know, pushed him back then because I didn't see that back then because I wasn't watching him NXT at the time. But also maybe he wanted to go back there because his wife is there as well. And I can understand that too. That's very possible. Um, Tony supposedly, um, I haven't seen anything official, but Tony Khan supposedly addressed that specifically um, when he sent Andrade Andrade home, um, telling him that they're not going to fire him and they're not going to release him. Um, And that conversation, maybe that conversation needs to be saved for the next episode, but I have some very strong feelings about um, Tony on that note. While I understand certain things, I just think he's walked back on his word. But that's another topic for another time. Um, Sammy comes across, from what I see, um, and I don't know which part of this is is for wrestling hype or or what which parts of this are really his character. But wrestling, good wrestlers normally their their wrestling persona is normally just an amped up version of their actual personas. So what that would seem to tell me with that train of thought is that Sammy Guevara is a natural asshole. Sammy Guevara is a natural shit talker and shit stirrer. Um, I think him being associated with Jericho and the influence that Jericho has within AEW could be contributing to some of these problems and giving Sammy um some sort of feeling that he's more important to AEW than he really is in my opinion um i agree i agree i just think that you know you've got two incidents here um and in both incidents the people that that went at sammy are the are the only ones that have apologized for their actions um, you know, Sammy hasn't said, you know, I'm sorry about this. It's unfortunate. It's unprofessional. No, it's, it's been, it's been Andrade and, um, oh damn, forgive me, Kingston, Eddie Kingston to, to say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have handled this a different way. Um, but at the core of both of those incidents is Sammy Zane or Sammy Zane, Sammy Guevara. Um, so I think and I think AEW sent the wrong message by sending Andrade home and and keeping Sammy on the show. Um, yeah, I, I agree. So if you do, if you yeah, go saying because one, uh, allegedly that's that's what Tony told him. If look, you guys need to squash this. If if this comes to blows, this turns physical. I'm sending you guys home, and it turned physical. And the only one to get sent home. Was Andrade. You gotta send both of them. You can't just send one. You now, send both. Because now you're making it seem like it's, it's, it's Andrade's fault and not Sam. Yeah. You send both of them. And, and I think that goes that the, the influence that Jericho holds, I think, plays a large part in that. Um, 
Now, here is something that I don't necessarily want to say, but I feel like needs to be said. That almost gives, if, if it's even if it's not really what happened or why it happened, this gives legs to, um, oh, damn, I can't remember her name now. Who was the lady that left AEW and started talking about Tony on social media? Uh, Big Swole? I don't know. Who, yeah, Big Swole. This gives legs to what Big Swole said about the lack of diversity within AEW and how certain individuals uh, of of my persuasion, I'll say that, are treated differently than other people. So here's a case, and I and I realize Tony Tony Khan is is you know he's not white, but. Here's another example of where you've got somebody non-white being punished while the person who is white is not. Now, that may not be the case. That may not be the reality, but we've all heard perception is reality. So the perception that this gives off is that Tony is willing to let Sammy slide because he's white. And maybe it's going to be more harsh on people who are not white. Um, yeah, that's an interesting take. But like I said, I hadn't heard that before, so I don't know how true that is. Yeah, same here. And, and I'm just spitballing. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to make it very clear to to anyone listening to this: I am not suggesting that Tony Khan is racist. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the perception that's being given in these two instances specifically, at least that kind of makes a person go, well, wait a minute, maybe she does have something there. Um, so maybe, cause I hadn't heard that before. If, um, cause I know she was there for a minute and then I didn't see her again. Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, but I just think there's, there's an issue there with Sammy Guevara that again, this this even bleeds into what we just talked about. I, I think that the lack of having a talent relations person there, um, that this situation and and others involving Sammy Guevara seems to show that they're going to continue to have problems with Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that Jericho has so much influence within AEW that that's why Sammy wasn't sent home. You might be right. So we'll we'll see how this turns out, man. Um, I do think Andrade personally. I do think he would be better served going back to WWE, um, for for reasons that you you suggested, Kurt. Um, I don't fault the man for wanting to work with his wife or at least work in the same company as his wife. Um, but I I think he would overall. I think he would be better served. He could link right back up with Zelina Vega and that group and give them instant credibility. Absolutely. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens, man. This is a situation I want to watch, um, as it goes, particularly Sammy Guevara specifically. Um, I think at so some point he just got to, it's going to be, it's going to be, the rest yeah, of I think at some point he just got to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. let me ask this. All right. Has Sammy Guevara added anything to AEW that you would miss if they let him go? No. Okay. See, to me, I feel the same way. No. But I mean, and and, and I, I say this respectfully, I think the same thing can be said about Andrade, but I think 
because of the way they book is what's hurt Andrade. The same can't be said about Sammy Guevara because he's feeling right. right. Andrade and Andrade is Andrade is excellent. Like he's he's excellent. He's actually one of my new one of the newer ones. That's he's one of my favorite, and I kind of hate how they uh, booked him in the company so far. I expect him more. Yeah, he could be better if they book him the right way. Right, but agreed. They they haven't gave him anything. Nothing. Agreed. They gave him anything. So, folks, that uh, that is Wrestling With My Thoughts for this Saturday, October 15th. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, we are here every Saturday, 9 a.m. until we get done. <laughs> but uh, please get word out. Our podcast, Wrestling With My Thoughts, is available on all major pe- uh, podcast platforms. We are going to be adding video to our podcast at some point. We're still working on uh, some technical aspects of, of what we do. All three of us are still learning this, and I think all three of us want to do this ourselves for the learning experience. So just stick with us, and you're going to hear nothing but better things going forward. Uh, next week, I know, uh, I believe we're still going to be doing Raw and SmackDown next week, correct, fellas? That's correct. Okay, we'll be doing Raw and SmackDown and whatever wrestling news That's comes correct. up between then and now. And uh, Kurt, you got any closing thoughts? No, everybody had enjoy enjoy the week. <laughs> All right, hey man, y'all be safe out there on the west coast. I hope you and your you and your wife are having a great time and uh, enjoying yourselves in that in that west coast sunshine. <laughs> hey, we thought All you right. were still asleep earlier, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I didn't think about it. You know, we started we. We were all. I rolled over because <laughs> I set my alarm to go off at. Uh, we all confirmed nine o'clock, and then uh, Kurt's thinking nine where he's at. We're thinking nine here on the East Coast, so Kurt's so up we, at six o'clock in the morning. Well, we were definitely, we were definitely over here laughing. I'm like, you know what? Both of us have been there. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> I rolled over, and I looked at the clock. I said, "Okay." I said, "Wait a minute." I said, "This, this ain't six twenty. I said, it's nine twenty there. I said, let me get your ass up and get on this call. <laughs> oh man, oh, oh man, Lord. Brandon, Brandon, you got any closing closing thoughts? Uh, not really, man. Y'all just have a good weekend. Enjoy some of this nice fall weather out here. Like I, you know, like um, I am a little bit today or whatever. So just enjoy yourself. Be safe and. And do, do y'all thing. And this weather, this weather out here in Portland. I think the weather out here in Portland is better than Georgia right now. Like I like I told said, make sure y'all bring me back a rock when she get back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to thank uh, the 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 people that joined this morning, uh, Doctor Ruth, Lala, and A Dubs. Thank you guys for for checking in this morning, uh, Lala. Thank you for sticking with us for as long as you you did, uh, Doctor Ruth. Thank you for the interactions. Uh, I I would like to encourage you guys to come back next Saturday, nine a.m. Eastern time, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, listen to us. And we, you know, as you guys know, listening with Spotify Live, we have the ability to add you to the show if you would like to chime in on something or whatever. Uh, Kurt, before you came on, we did offer uh, Dr. Ruth to come on and share her thoughts with us about some of the things going on in wrestling right now. But she said that she was running some errands, but just listening to the show. So, um, folks, listen. Um, because we'll we'll let you chime in, give your thoughts on things. Uh, definitely want this to be a, a interactive experience. 
And for myself, uh, like my brothers here, I just want to say y'all have a good weekend. Be safe. Take care of your families. And we will see you all next Saturday. Same bad time, same bad channel. All right. All right, have a good day. Peace. Right, you have a good day. Bye. Hey, 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 real quick, real quick. I don't want them to see me doing this because they don't want me on the podcast for some reason. But anyway, if you might be interested in supporting these fellas here at the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast, there's a little link. That little tiny link is so pretty. But there's a little link at the end of the description of this episode. And if you might be interested in supporting these fellas, you just click that little link right there, and that'll take you to the page where you can leave a little jingle jingle. You know what I mean? All right there. Y'all have a good night.